A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello and welcome to My Favourite Work of Art with me, Dr. Laura Jane Foley. Each week, I'm joined in the studio by a guest who tells me all about an artwork that means something to them. Today, my guest is psychologist, author and broadcaster, Dr. Linda Papadopoulos. Born in Canada, Linda was educated at York University in Toronto, Canada, the University of Surrey in the UK, and she received her PhD in psychology from London City University. Linda is a well-known face on our television screens. She was one of the psychologists attached to the original Channel 4 series of Big Brother. Since then, she has hosted a number of Channel 5 shows and fronted factual segments on shows like ITV's This Morning and BBC's The One Show. In 2009, she also appeared on Celebrity Mastermind. She continues to publish academic research alongside her journalism and broadcasting, and her work on psychodermatology, the links between the skin and the psyche, are considered seminal in the field. I'm delighted she's joining me today. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. So tell me, what is your favourite work of art? My favourite work of art? Oh, um, well, I have I have a lot of, of favourites. I kind of, when you walk through my house, there's sort of different pieces that, um, that, that mean different things. Um, I, I've been collecting for years, but the one that I want to speak about today, I think is the one when people come to my house that, that gets the most comments. And it's um, it's a work by Daisy Bowman, um, who is a, is an artist and, and he, she works as, as a sculptor as well. So she has these, these little figurines called bowmen <laughs> and basically her pieces are I guess you could say about the human struggle so um, the piece that I've chosen basically depicts um, it's do you need me to describe the piece? Yeah absolutely yeah so um, it's it's a kind of a, a large sort of square painting as it were and then it has these sort of three-dimensional figures all kind of trying to climb to the top um, some are using strings some are helping each other you could read it that you know others are pushing each other back and um, and to me I think it's it's quite a it's quite a powerful piece and the idea that you know we, we you know we always feel I guess individual but we always feel connected and I think identity is a very interesting thing because I think it's the thing that you know binds us together but but makes us feel unique and I think that's what this piece is all these little figurines look identical but but each one's very different in their own way mm. so the work is a is a canvas is it it is and the uh, the little ceramic figures are attached to the canvas sculpture so they come out 3D and there's is there a surround is it in a box or is it no no um it's um it's not it's yeah it, it, so they're open to the elements open to the elements yeah so you can touch them you can touch them <laughs> if you want absolutely so i mean but they're quite that must be quite fragile then because obviously they're they're how they're attached and also the string coming down mm. There's a, a fragility, isn't there? There is a fragility. About that. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think that feeds into this idea of, of the human experience, the fragility of that, um, the, the notion that, 
again, we're exposed, we're looking for somewhere to be safe, we're drawing attention. I, you know, I think it. I think it's 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 really powerful because so many of these things that we we experience are caught in a really sort of simple way. I mean, you know, looking at it now, you've got a picture of it in front of me now, and to be honest, I haven't looked at it for a long time. It's funny how you get used to yeah. do what you have, but um, but yeah, but it's in your house. It's in my house. And you walk yeah, I walk it every by day. it all, so precisely. <laughs> But I think that's the thing, isn't it? That we we take art for granted so much mm. and that it's there and it's part of the furniture and the fabric of yeah. our homes or even museums. We don't look sometimes and it's that looking, it's that standing and looking at something very, sure. very deeply. But so originally you must have looked at it when you saw it. How did you come across the, the artwork? Yeah, so I um I, I was at the, I get a lot of stuff from the Halcyon. I was there and they, they had an exhibition and it's like most of the pieces that I get, they kind of just... They moved me. I was with my husband. Um, he was like, oh, you're such a shrink. And I'm like, but no, <laughs> but look at it. Like, clearly, <laughs> you know, it says something. And, and we started talking. And of course, as art does, it said something different to him than it said to me. And then it said, you know, the, the curator that was there, it said something different to them. And, and you know, and that that's what I love about it. So, um yeah, I, I like that. I like its blandness. I like that it's you know, it's sort of a beige color. Everything's sort of beige, but I think within that, you you know, you, you project. I guess the color of your own emotions or fears, and I, and I think it allows for that. So mm-hmm. again, the psychologist in me kind of sees a bit of a Rorschach test in it. So you know, it it is in some ways could be described, I guess, as a bit of a, an ink blot, as it were. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm. yeah, because it's interesting that you see it as being the figures are striving you know, together and it's a you know it's, it's a, a shared enterprise whereas someone else might say well they're, they're lemmings aren't they they're just <laughs> Precisely. following everybody else so it, 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 you're right aren't you when yeah. you say it, you, each person comes to it and, and brings their yeah. own sort of feelings about it um, have you seen any of our other artworks are they all very similar or so some have maybe just one or two figures or yeah. because in this we should say there are I mean how many one two three and then there's a whole mass in the middle yeah. of it they're all entwined and uh, goodness knows but probably 20 figures maybe mm. Them. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, and some of them are more individual. Some of them actually um, are pieces that sort of stand alone that aren't kind of on a canvas that um, that you have uh, yeah, as sculptures. So she, yeah, all of them are uh, are different in that way. So it's a great play on her name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, she's called Daisy Bowman and these are bow men, aren't <laughs> they? Bow men figures. So, I mean, just talking about psychology and art. I mean, I'm very interested in uh, in how we can use psychology in our appreciation of art. And I just wondered if you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think that's, that's a brilliant question. Um, so I think we can use it in a lot of ways. I think... Um, we know, for example, when working with uh, with younger clients or indeed, you know, clients across the spectrum, the idea of being able to express not through words, but through creation is very, very powerful and, and sometimes an easier way to, to access difficult emotions. So that's kind of using art to, mm. to gain emotion. But I think also, again, I think we can't but see from our perspective, right? So I always kind of think of, you know, 
experiences. It's, it's, it's those glasses that we wear. It's like, you know, the messages that, you know, your mom gave you when she compared you to, I don't know, to to, to an older sibling or, you know, it's, it's a message from a teacher saying that you can or you can't or it's a societal message about what you should be or you shouldn't be. Then we all wear these glasses. So I, I think that that's the beauty of art, that when we see something, we see it in a way that changes it. Um, that That's what I've always loved mm. <laughs> about it. And I, I don't you know, again, I was speaking about this um, last night with my husband. I was saying, I'm going to do this. And he's like, well, why did you choose that piece? Because, you know, we got this piece. We were in this place. And and I was like, you know, it, it's it's fascinating to me how um, how art can change also throughout the years as you look at it. And I've got, you know, this, you know, this piece has been on my wall for well over 10, 15 years, but I've got other pieces that are older and, um, and I never tire of looking at them. And I think psychologically, the reason for that is, is that they act as mirrors, these pieces, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just, um, what the artist meant at that time, but it's a collaboration between me, my internal world and uh, the artist's internal world. So, you know, um, it's fascinating uh, talking to you now because I thought, Okay, yeah, I know this, but just just having you ask these questions, I'm like, oh, I haven't kind of thought about it like this. Or like, so it's you know, and I think that that to me is is the beauty of it that I can get excited and I can you know you know connect with you um, in a way that perhaps you know allows us to go in so you know somewhere deeper than we would if we were talking about something else, mm. something you know you know just a basic current event, for example. Yeah. I, yeah so I mean, perce- I mean, it's, it's perception, isn't it? Psychology, perception, individual perception. Sure. It's, it's that sort of branch of, of looking at art, isn't it? Which I suppose is. I mean, there's a. I, I don't know if you know, but there's an artist called Ernst Gombrich who uh, who wrote the story of art, and he talked about something called the beholder share, which was that when a, a viewer comes to a, an artwork, they bring so much of themselves and they complete the artwork. So in a sense, once the artist has put the brush down or put down the, the or walked out of the kiln, yeah. or whatever, then they've left it behind and it becomes the viewer up to the viewer to complete it. So I suppose that's yeah. psychology, isn't it? Yeah. Psychology of art. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and look, I think, you know, from a more political point of view, in this day and age, I think art can, you know, holds a very powerful place um, to allow us to perhaps have discussions around things that that are very difficult to kind of again, you know, to com- to complete so that we complete them, but also that these mirrors that art holds up. And I think there's there's some you know wonderfully um, brave and powerful artists out there um, eliciting um, conversations that need to be had. And I think that's it. So there's the individual psychology, but then there's the collective psychology, right? So you mm. kind of think of, I don't know, I know he's been overdone, but like someone like Banksy, right? But why why is he caught the consciousness, you know, in the way that he has? Um, and, and I think, you know, he's... He's caricaturizing a lot of what we feel as a society and, and, and holding that up. And I think, again, that that's the other piece of it. So that that's what I love about art, that I can sit there by myself as Linda, having had the day I've had looking at something and, and you know, projecting onto this piece and, you know, thinking about it. Or I can sit there with a bunch of friends talking about a piece and, and having, you know, this sort of collective subconscious being projected onto it. And mm. I think that, you know, that's the beauty of it. It can be very small, very intimate and very, very big and powerful at the same mm. time. How big is the artwork? It's pretty big. It's like uh, about a, a meter. Okay. So it's, it's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty... Stunning. And Yeah, yeah. So people talk about it when they come around your house. More than any other piece. Really? Yeah, more than any That's other piece. That's amazing. And what do they say? I mean, what do, what do people... Are they taken with it? Are they freaked they out? By it? Because, of course, they're all... <laughs> the people are all the same and they're, they're sort of expressionless and they're, they're, there's no there's no facial... No. Uh, I mean, I suppose it... 
it's saying that we're all the same, isn't it? You know, racially, you know, without race, gender, all the rest of it, it doesn't matter because underneath it, we're all the same. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. The, the, the same but different. This is it. So it's square heads. And um, I think what's different is experience. Everyone looks the same. But yeah, some people are having an easier time, a harder time, depending on how you, you read it. Mm, um, yes. I think the, the chap st- at the top, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> he's fine. He's just like... <laughs> Um, so you talked about um, collecting art. How did you get into collecting? Were you interested in art as a child at school? Do you know what? No, not not really. Um, uh, I, I guess it's something. To, the pieces move. You remember the first piece of art that we bought? Again, I was I was a student, um, and we were walking through a gallery with my my boyfriend at the time, who's my husband now. We saw this a most um, beautiful piece um, the artist's name is Dodsworth and he spent a lot of time in um, in caves apparently and looking at sort of cave art and he just created this just, it was just a stunning piece and the budget I mean it was way more than I could afford like or, or Teddy but I, again you know I thought okay do you know what this is every you know, birthday present you know Christmas present like whatever <laughs> present and let's just kind of do this and I remember the, you know this lovely you know person that was helping us saying oh yes and you know uh, we can um, have it sent over we can you know we can deliver it blah blah and my husband looked at me and saying like our car downstairs is like we had this little banger costs less than this painting do not get them to put it. <laughs> anyway it was really funny but I get but I look at that and I think of the story of that first piece of art um, then we have a, a lovely piece by Alexander Andra Nikita, who um, she, again, I remember reading her story and then we were in New York and and she's this child prodigy and she had this this just wonderful piece and we liked. And again, I remember the whole story of how we stumbled upon that and then, you know, tried to find it. And then there was a piece we bought in Bali when we were out there, um, when we went to this little village called Ubud and... Um, and this was we, we'd, it was our honeymoon, and it was maybe I should have brought that piece as well. It was two people, and then three people, and we actually have one daughter, so it was kind of prophetic. So every time I look yes. at that piece, I'm like, well, there you go. So every every piece means a lot to me that 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 I have, and um, and I think it's because I never collected to for you know because it's a good piece to have or a bad piece to have or mm. to I collected because it moved me mm. um, yeah. have you met Daisy Bowman I've not no have you not because she I mean she's she's alive and well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and exhibiting so I just wondered if maybe you'd met her because I think sometimes meeting the artist as well has a, a profound effect and, and, sure. and change of things have you ever met any of the other artists that you collect? I have not unfortunately no, no oh no, that's no, interesting no. so yeah. you really are taking that psychology yeah, it's all yeah. about the perception isn't it it really is <laughs> it might ruin it I just like I want to project onto these people. No, no, I'd love to meet them. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks so much for coming in, Linda. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Today we were talking about an artwork by Belgian ceramicist Daisy Bowman. Bowman was born in 1948 and studied interior design and photography at Antwerp's Academy of Fine Art. She is well known for her bowmen, wall-mounted sculptural ceramic figures often arranged in groups completing a collective goal. Her work appears in major public and private collections across the world. If you would like to see the artwork we were discussing this week or carry on the conversation further, you can find me on Twitter at Laura Jane Foley. And if you want to discuss the show, please use the hashtag My Favourite Work of Art. The show is recorded at Wise Butter in London. The title music is Blue from Colours by Dimitri Scarletto. I hope you'll be able to join me next time. Goodbye.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.